0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn podcast. I am the
1: great and powerful mystery. And I am the explorer of time and space, Jay.
0: Ooh, and together we are joined by a very special guest. One of our favorite Patreon members, because they're all our favorite. <laughs> Mariah! Hi, Mariah.
1: Welcome, Mariah.
0: Hey, guys. So, Mariah's been hanging out with us for a while. She's one of our, always in the Discord stuff. So, like, everybody at home, like, do you enjoy when we do movie night, trivia night? I think you won trivia night by a landslide last time, correct?
1: I did. Oh.
0: So, Mariah beat both Jay and Emily's scores. Wow. Well, now. <laughs> Emily's was not I that was hard to can. beat, though, Just so, <laughs> just so everybody at home knows.
1: I ain't saying nothing.
0: <laughs> Emily got, like, a... A six?
1: I, again, I'm staying out of this one. What did you get? I, I don't remember. There's a, 10 questions, right? I think I got eight. No, there's 20. 20. Oh, then and I... I think, g-
0: I think you got 12 or 13.
1: I only missed like three.
0: I don't know. Right? you got a perfect score. No, did you miss one or did you get a perfect score?
2: I missed two.
0: Two. So yeah, still better. I didn't get a count because uh, I made the questions.
1: Yeah. So of
0: course I knew the answers.
1: I helped you with one.
0: Yeah, you did. Emily helped me with a couple too. She got those are half of her ones she got right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well, So we like to do this, especially with our Patreon members when we uh, get time. So if any of our Patreon members at home are listening and they want, I've reached out to you guys. I haven't got a lot back from the me- like messenger and stuff like that. But we do offer this in Patreon, basically when the slot becomes available. If you have a topic you want to come on to us and talk with us about for the main show, we'd ha- we'd love doing it. So, Mariah had a couple different topic ideas, but the one she picked is something me and Jay really want to cover for a long time, but it's an aspect of reality I don't feel very strong in, so we've kind of been avoiding it. So, this is a perfect topic for to have Mariah on for, so there's another mind that's more into it uh, to kind of help spread out the, the work distribution. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, so, Mariah, would you please introduce us to tonight's topic?
2: We are covering tulpas tonight.
0: Ooh. Is that like tamales? Yes. Oh, good,
1: good. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Those are tamales.
1: The long pause. So does tulpa like overlap with the idea of idealism, where the mind creates your reality?
0: I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to put, I got disclaimers right at the top of this freaking episode. I'm not a religious expert. Is it religious? I'm not an ideal ex like an idealist expert or a sociolog like a so- or psychological? Psychological, sociological expert, any of those words. I know fish and I know salamanders and I know the stuff in between.
1: This is way out of my wheelhouse.
0: Huh. Huh. So
1: <laughs> ask Mariah that question. Well, yeah, I was posing to both you yeah, okay. I'd say.
0: Let's ask her.
1: Oh, this. I would say <laughs> close.
0: Sorry. <laughs> well, ask her. I did. What I, say your answer again? I laughed too loud. Sorry.
2: I would say it's kind of close to it. Maybe like close asterisk. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just I just didn't know like because you know how I don't know the world is formed around us what we what we believe how everything was created. That's just one of the different ways, I guess, things are created here on this plane of existence. This idealism.
0: Yeah, I don't know. This is there's researching. This was really odd and kind of the exact opposite for me than most of our episodes, because there are so many people. They have so many hats in this ring. That the you have the basic understanding and definition, which I'll get to here in a minute, of a tulpa. But uh, what they are, and if they're real, or if they're signifying something, or like you're talking about, if you just type in Tulpa, or what is Tulpa in Google, every article for the first 10 pages will have a different ending. Gotcha. So that's what I'm getting at. You know, some of these, like, when we do cryptids and stuff like that, especially like the unknown cryptids, I'm lucky if I get two or three articles and I have it in one of my, like, 150 books. This is the exact opposite problem I guess we've had it on a couple other topics of like there is so much information available to filter through that it's 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 like blinding headlights right yeah it's your, you you want to know more about the idea but it's just like I, I can't remember any of this because there's every page is different I get to, I get the definition and then it's something 100% different so I don't know Mariah do you think it's about did you run into that or did I don't know what how do you feel about what I just mumbled on about <laughs>
2: I agree with you. It felt like everything had kind of sort of the same gist. They all had their own little spin on it. Like, everyone was speaking as an expert, but may have gotten their information from a lot of different places and are all trying to, like, blend it together.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. All right, so I think this is a good point for me to read a little bit about Tulpas, and this is just from Wikipedia. It's the, the site that was the most... Down the middle, I guess, for all this stuff. Hmm. So that's why I went with it. All right, so Tulpa is a concept in theology, the- 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 mysticism, and the paranormal of an object or a being that is created through spiritual and mental power. Modern philosophers who are, call themselves mancers use the term to refer to the type of willed, imaginary friend-like thing which perceives or which perceives consciousness to be... or which basically gains consciousness to become sentient and relatively independent. So far, does that sound vaguely correct? I would say, yeah. Okay, even though I muddled words.
1: <laughs> we just have to decipher what you're saying first yeah. and then make a conclusion.
0: There yeah. is an extremely long history with this that... I'm not going to get into, but know that this is in about fifty-five thousand books. Hmm. Okay. Uh, from 1905 was kind of one that thought forms is a book from 1905 that people really look to for tulpa stuff. Uh, there's just a whole lot of books. Oh my gosh, it sometimes it gets kind of put in with occults, and we'll kind of at the end get into what tulpas actually are if they are. Beings willed into existence by us, by our mental will, and how topos are kind of formed, or if they are demonic entities that are kind of taking this opportunity to fill a void. If it's kind of, excuse me, like poltergeist, to where we think it's an an extension of our own psyche. So it's like a, basically when I heard that theory, it kind of is like a sock puppet. So it's still you, even though you're acting like this chunk of you is a, its own entity, but it's still attached to your arm, attached to your body. Uh, it's not really anything sentient.
1: Yeah, it's under your control.
0: Yeah, so imaginary friend I think hmm. is semi accurate in the description. If but imaginary friend isn't a real thing, but it's something that you imagined, and most of the time it has a goal or purpose that fits you. Yeah. But right, so it's So what do you think about that?
2: I agree with that.
0: Okay. And I'm just spitting word
1: garbage. It just that just <laughs> I know I brought it up on an episode before but it reminds me of the movie Drop Dead Fred. Mhm. Have you seen it? Justin? No. I have not. You know, Oh, it's a classic, 1991, I don't know, good year for movies. But this girl has an imaginary friend and he basically is there to help her. And only her specifically. And then when she is, then she, her mom like, locks him up and she becomes an adult. And she basically loses who she is as a person. And she has to come back home as an adult to live with her mom again. And she finds where her mom locked up her imaginary friend. Then he comes back out. Basically, she's really sad and depressed when she comes home. So he comes back to help her fix herself. And by the time she does figure herself out and gains her true self again, then he's gone again and finds another person. But I don't know. It's just a cool little. I was thinking concept
0: more along the lines of Foster's Home for
1: Imaginary Friends. Ooh, okay, the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, explain what you mean by that. So,
0: literally, I really think that's kind of the best way for most people, at least our age group, to really kind of get an idea of what a Talpa is: is that they are completely willed into being by the person, but if they want to, they can leave. Or like when, they're, when they serve their purpose, because most of the time they are formed, which we'll get into forming a tulpa, they are formed with a purpose or a intention in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are really bad with the purposes of their tulpas.
1: Oh, I can imagine. You should have seen the list I was reading. Um, if it's just like anything in life, you know, you got your extreme goods, to extreme, awful, terrible, I bad. didn't
0: find very many extreme goods. Right. There was not many nursing home telpas. Like, that <laughs> yeah. There was a lot. That, there was a lot of, like... <laughs> I'll just put it like this. There was a lot of anime girl telpas. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you can read down that road. And I was like, next article, click. Next article, click. Just from the pictures. I'm like, I don't want to read this article anymore. <laughs>
1: Now does this have to do with those people, you know, that get like the anime girl printed on the pillow and then they marry it? The
0: next step Mm. is creating that and having that relationship. Interesting. And a lot of times the Tulpa don't appreciate it. (laughs) Anyway, back to Wonder Why. Foster's home for Imaginary Friends. They can live their a lot of people believe that after they can gain a certain ability like a certain level of sentience or full sentience. And they can have their own wants and needs and live their whole life complete away from their creator. Um, and it kind of that kind of reminded me a little bit of well last time me and Mariah were talking and I was hammered uh, I got tulpas and golems confused mm. because of that right there but golems are created mm. to not have any mind they're not supposed to have any mind but if you keep a golem around too long they start gaining sentience ship and they start kind of acting out and full on going against their creator or their master mm. so tulpas as far as a lot of the re- reading seem to not get evil or not not, not get really aggressive <laughs> towards their aggressors if that wasn't their original pr- intention, like their original purpose. If they don't like it, they, most of the time, they just kind of skadoosh, like They're they gone. Leave. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or not crap off your walls and stuff like that. They can get very poltergeisty, but not like deadly. Like so, golems would smash people.
1: Are tulpas just like entities or beings or like... Can anything be created and be considered a Tulpa?
0: Well, what do you think, Mariah? I did a little research on this because this is kind of a weird road.
2: From what I looked at, it was more of a a person was a Tulpa, or like a, a soul was a Tulpa. And it was less of like, hey, this... Candle is a tulpa. It's it's more of a soul.
0: So hmm. there was only a couple articles I could find that mentioned anything that wasn't even humanoid. So you can have, like you're saying, like most of the time they are creatures at least, uh, and they may not look like a human, but you can tell if you were actually seeing the thing that they were saying it looked like or whatever, it's a creature. Uh, sometimes they mm-hmm. would look very alien. There was two articles I found that talked about like living brooms and living pots being talpas. Hmm. But okay, I that's still I don't know if that's I don't know how. But there's a one hundred fifty thousand articles on this stuff. So is the living broom more? Is I mean it could have a soul. You could say that that it's acting out. It's doing stuff. And the living pot one was really weird, like as in a vase. A vase, okay. Uh, and it wasn't marijuana. I'll just say that. Not that living pot. <laughs> I seen I seen Mariah laughing, and it, I had to pause. Uh, <laughs> see, we get off track super easy. You're getting a peek behind the curtain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is awesome.
0: But yeah, so it seemed like it still needs animation. Okay. You can't, like, so this coaster right here, if I imagine this into being, it wouldn't just sit there and be a coaster. It would It would be animate. Jump up and dance it around. It like Mariah said, it would most likely, like, have that kind of soul where it has, it can form its own wills, wants, and needs, but it has to be able, I think everything I read said they have to be able to move. Okay. Uh, basically, It didn't say they have to be able to move, but I never found one where it was like, I imagined this coaster into being... <laughs> and this is my Tulpa. And then I handed it to you and like there's proof. I'm i I'm a I'm I'm a powerful person. Maybe you did. Okay. Jay, <laughs> what do you think a tulpa is? With your what, you did a lot of research for this one. Well yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I was just I mean I don't really know hundred percent for sure. I mean nobody I was knows. Hoping to learn today about a little bit more about it, but uh I just didn't know there was a line between Imagine not imagining, but creating something—whether it be a be- a being, a beast, anything that's walking around, moving—I don't know—or just an inanimate object. Like you know, uh, the example I'm trying to find right now is there was this pyramid built in somewhere in India. It's like a step pyramid. Okay, and like, I get where you're going. The king got outcast, and he brought his followers with him, and he went to the jungle, and then he found his site where he was going to settle his new kingdom. And they all gathered around, and they all, like, went into, like, a prayer or, like, a uh, trance kind of state. And they all had built a pyramid, like, in a very short amount of time while they were all in that trance state. Almost like they imagined it being there, but they built it with their minds. That was the story told of how it was erected. And it was erected really fast in the middle of the jungle with, like, nothing around. And just these people went and did it. it's still there today. But, uh... That was the explanation given to it. So I did not know if that could be like an example of a tulpa, where they almost willed this thing into being just through their thoughts and minds alone. And then that all, then that made me go down like a rabbit hole of thinking, like, well, what if a lot of like these ancient structures were built that way, like in <laughs> oh a my dr- gosh, in a dream state? Where all
0: day thinking about this episode, I did not think we were going to go to the pyramids. Well, that's just, one example. <laughs> that's just that's, one example. That is the name of the episode. What? Interview with Mariah. The pyramids are tulpas.
1: (laughs) They could be. (laughs) I I don't know. I I mean, uh,
0: before you go tonight, Mariah, don't let me forget to show you the meme, Don't Lick God. I got like 50 of them (laughs) sent to me.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, gosh.
0: So, Mariah, what do you think about what Jay just said? Because I I have opinions, but I like to let you go first.
2: That's really interesting because. I could see it happening. If you think hard enough about something, kind of like a a manifestation, Mm -hmm. it may come to life. So why not build yourself a kingdom? Right.
1: Why not? If you could. Or if you had the... I'm going to build myself a house. Damn. (laughs) Heck yeah. Like a (laughs) a stone one, preferably. So I
0: think I'm going to disagree with Mariah. So here's our first fight of the night. No, so I don't think that's a tulpa, as in, not that they didn't do that. But I think, as far as the what we're talking about is, the tulpas are animate; they're creatures, they're beings. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier, they're sold. Not saying, I mean, you go to these religious or ancient sites, not religious, sorry. These really ancient sites, yeah. and have they have feeling to them? Yeah, like uh, if you ever go down, to, if you ever come to Ohio, we got to go down to Serpent's Mound with you, because that's an area that has an aura, I guess, around it would be the word. When you go there, it, it feels alive or special, I guess. And I've visited a couple of them. It doesn't have to be significant historical sites or anything like that. But you can go to, like, houses. So the Japanese have the myth to, like, objects gaining souls. I, I can't remember what they're called. We oh, talked about it with yeah, the, no, we we talked about the Sumo Girls. Just recently. Uh, but they have to live 123 years. And it's the object has to live mm. 123 years, quote-unquote. And then it gains a soul, and they can either be good or evil. Mm-hmm. And I kind of brought that up because I thought that may be tulpas, that if you're hanging on to this object for that long, you're like, okay, this year's 122. So now you're thinking, all year. The whole family's thinking, all year. Okay, great-grandma's pot, her vase is going to become alive. you know. And then so you're putting all this will energy, mm-hmm. and then it hits 123, And sure enough, it's not there the next morning where it was sitting on the shelf. So it was animate. It moved. And then they, you know, because that's kind of the thing. I cannot remember what those things are called. And they can just leave. Like, the Japanese one can just leave or they can hang around the house. There's a lot of stories of them being, like, helpful. Kind of like what, I guess, the living broom kind of thing. You know, it kind of just cleans up. It does stuff.
1: Every time I hear that, I just think of Fantasia. That is exactly what I was thinking (laughs) of. Like, every time.
0: Uh, But yes, 100% it's Fantasia. But, uh... As far as the ancient pyramids, I don't, I don't think that that's specifically what you said, Jay. Yeah, I know. I keep forgetting. Nobody at home can see us. (laughs) Specifically, what Jay said with the pyramids being that pyramid specifically being built by thought or by will, that could be the same kind or same category phenomena, but I think it's a different thing still. Yeah, because at least every tulpa I researched. Was animate or sold or moving. And I don't think that pyramid's getting up and leaving or has got up and leave left anytime recently.
1: Mm, Yeah, recently for sure.
0: Because at least if all of its, you know, you'd think if all of its culture died, it'd be like, all right, time to see the world. (laughs) You just see this freaking
1: step pyramid cruising through the Atlantic Ocean. Like Billy the Mountain, if anyone gets that reference. (laughs) No. No, I don't think anyone would. Very specific. (laughs)
0: Very specific. But I don't know. So, but once again, nobody's right, nobody's wrong. Because I well, yeah. don't have a tulpa hanging up on my wall. I I'll, hope you don't. I'll shoot one if I ever get the chance. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say,
0: blue, blue, Beauregard Q Kazoo. What? Blue Beauregard Q Kazoo. I believe was the name of the boy's imaginary friend from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. The blue, oh, okay. blue. Yeah, I knew him. But it was Blue, Beauregard, Q Kazoo, I think was his full name. Because it was something.
1: You can say that, but you can't even say your middle name.
0: I was just talking to another podcast. And they're like, how do you remember all the stuff you remember? I'm like, you don't understand what I don't know. (laughs) I couldn't spell, like Jay is making on me. I couldn't spell my middle name until I was 20. (laughs) And they're like, I don't get how you can remember that. I'm like, can you remember to spell your middle name? They're like, yeah, all right. There you go. You trade. Yeah, you, I got the same amount of space. Just I don't remember certain things.
1: You save it for biology.
0: Quail and fish.
2: I, I get that.
0: Yeah. Do you wanna? You wanna tell us where you work?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Right. Uh,
0: but no. So I guess we kind of were dancing around it before we get into free talk. Full free talk, I know.
1: It has been kind of free talk so far. I love
0: the Patreon episodes. Even though it's going to be I just love it hanging out with you. Because like, we we talk off air all the time and stuff like that. So it's just fun. Yeah. Uh, but how a Tulpa is made is a very unique kind of structure. And there is about 2,000 different ways people say they're made. So whatever one... I'm just going to tell you guys at home. If you look up how to make a tall, but you will get directions. But if you immediately see an anime cat girl, just go to the next one. <laughs> cause at least half of the articles I read, that was their picture. No joke. It was a high, it was like a, uh, a really high end instructional website. And I will not name names cause I didn't use it. They had really, really detailed step-by-step big paragraphs about how to do every step. 14 steps.
1: To create a real life Uh, anime cat girl? To
0: create a Tulpa. Okay. And they had super good drawings and stuff for every step of like stuff. And I get, I read, I think I read to like step three or four. And then (laughs) the being that they're creating starts taking shape. And I'm like, those look like cat ears. Uh oh. And then the next picture, it was an anime cat girl (laughs) that probably had, how do I say this?
1: Huge boobs.
0: A size zero <laughs> waist. Yeah. And wore a 4X shirt.
1: Yeah, there we go. Exactly. In layman's terms, huge boobs.
0: Mm-hmm. I was, being, <laughs> I was trying to be I was trying to be nicer, but... I just cut to the chase. So I was like, well, geez, I'm not going to go into this. Because it was like... <laughs> but... So my big question, and me and Mariah talked about it off air, was how come there's not 50,000 Freddy Kruegers? Because the top is supposed to be made... By focusing will onto an idea, and the more it gets amplified, the more realer, the more real it becomes. Mm-hmm. So if you think like Freddy Krueger, especially when it came out, there was an Elm Street in almost every city, every town. Oh, yeah. in the U.S. and they were specifically very. They didn't say anything about like where the town was in the movie because of that. That's why they picked Elm Street because literally the producer or the not, uh, the or the writer of the screen play, or the writer of the oh, I think you're screen you screenplay, right? yeah I don't know a lot and about play? movies uh but basically he picked the most common street name in the US so that way it was the most relatable street name there could be and in that movie freaked people out it was it did exactly what they wanted it to do it was an instant cult classic I mean we're still talking about today it came out in the 80s 80s yeah so it's you know, it's been a long time since it came out. Well, we're still talking about it It still kinda of freaks me out. I don't like it.
1: Aren't they still making sequels and stuff? Yeah,
0: nobody cares about those. Oh yeah. Okay. It's like the Jason stuff, you know. Yeah, I know they're still Jason going. was really scary for the first couple movies. Then
1: Jason X came out.
0: And then Jason in Space and Jason versus the Leprechaun and Jason versus
1: Pimp Daddy. And Jason picks his kids <laughs> up from daycare.
0: Well now, okay, sides <laughs> engine already. There is a comic strip that exists online where he's a camp counselor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. He's a it kid's camp counselor. Came full circle. And he's the best camp counselor there is because he knows how it feels to be bullied and all that stuff. Yeah. Hmm. And I was like, what the hell has happened? It's, it's how I we know it. we're living in a simulation. It's the full circle. You get those little tidbits of... Anyways, so why aren't there 50,000 Freddy Cougars in the world? Because imagine that amount of energy. Seriously, psychic energy. I know... A lot of people in the scientific, even biological field, don't believe in, I don't believe in, it's hard for me to explain, I don't believe in like psychics per se, but the amount of power our brains have, where you call that psychic energy, I do believe in that. Our brains are extremely powerful. Everything that has a complex brain has an energy force that comes off that. Uh, With consciousness, you can kind of turn it from a piece of metal to to a knife or an arrow, So, that is a lot of energy being put forth to this one being that really scared people. Constant thoughts, constant fear, feeding that fear is one of the most powerful emotions that humans have because it's what kept us alive for so long. Mm -hmm. So, why aren't there 50,000 Freddy Krueger's
1: if Tulpa's are real? Mm. Because they only exist in dreams, Freddy Krueger, right?
0: So, you can pick any horror movie. Like really, one of the like any of the big cult classic doesn't have to be Freddy Krueger. That's okay. just one I'm using. Oh, okay. But Jason, you know any of the any of the
1: monster, any of the thing that they are real though. Okay. Not in the well, same. You, you tell me what you yeah. Just go ahead. I mean, there's like mass murderers and killers that like exist, and who's to say that it's not these movies that are spawning them? Ooh, you know, maybe they are real. It's just they don't look like Freddy Krueger. They look like Jeffrey Dahmer. You know they don't look like Jason. They look like uh, Tim, John Wayne Gacy. I don't know. Well,
0: that's not what I got, but I like that answer. Jeez, ah, that goes the whole freaking end of my presentation.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe I don't know. I but... really like
0: that. No, I really do like that. I think that's a really cool thought. That it's that you're creating because Freddie was never found by the public. Really, it was found by the the group he was hunting. But hmm. it wasn't like known in the local news, or you know, right? Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. really like that idea that you just came up with.
1: Also, and not to, and to follow up on that, like it's a bit concerning. I noticed that probably the past 10 years, maybe 10 years or so, um, the rise of just like murder mysteries or serial killer documentaries, um, and just dark stuff like you'd see on uh, you know, Netflix or Hulu, like the main streaming sites, you know, that are taking over, over, you know, what you normally get from, you know, ca- cable or something like that. But it's just, there's a lot, there's an increase of those kind of things. All right,
0: I'm going to pause on that idea. Yeah. Because I know why, and it's not a rise. It's
1: not a rise.
0: It's just a change
1: in media. Well, I've noticed the change. Yes, yeah, because
0: the media's changed. Yeah. But we can talk about that in a second. I want to go back to your, what you just said. Okay. But the previous thought of it, there is a lot of serial killers in the US uh in the 70s, so this is kind of weird in the 70s the late 70s is when serial killer numbers in the US jumped dramatically in the late 70s late 70s early 80s and guess what all these monster horror movies mm, that's yeah. when they started I'm like, the, at... like the like the we think of the modern day horror classics yeah uh for our age group uh <clears throat> you got even though it was about, it was way before my time but it I mean, it was before both you guys' time, like when those movies come out. But that's what we grew up mm. seeing. On the, like that is what really scared me. I don't know. What do you think, Mariah? Is those the movies that really scared you?
2: They still scare me.
0: Yeah, I'm not a horror movie person. I'm a monster movie person. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street did come out
0: 1984. 84, so
1: mid 80s. Or, yeah, right down the middle,
0: pretty yeah. much. So that's when serial killer numbers jumped dramatically. Mm. And me and Rachel, another Patreon member. Rachel's kind of our in-house serial killer girl. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the FBI's official number of U.S. serial killers. How many they think are active in the U.S. at any given time. It's between 100 and 500 is what they think. But it makes no sense because the number's probably actually around three or 4,000. Good Lord. But if if Topas are real and we're pushing out so many horror... Monster serial killer movies and media. That if if it, it could all come full circle, like you just said, Jay, that we are creating these monsters. They are in the back burners. They're it's, they're in society. They're mm-hmm. you created Mister Johnson down the street that you don't know has killed thirty seven young boys in twenty years, but cause, and that's why he's not got caught, right? Because no one suspects. Because he's not real. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not a real person. Right. He's real like I I we'll get into killing Talpas later. Uh but you can kill him. But he has kind of a mythical aura built around him where he's ignored for these That's really that really. Mm. Dang it, Jay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, that's that a really good one, but it ruined, my, yeah, it ruined yeah, well, it ruined my end. But it might not be. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Mariah? Why
0: don't we have Fifty thousand Freddy Kruegers, or we do, I guess, if Jay's right. (laughs) I honestly
2: don't know. (laughs) I don't have a thought on that. That's totally new information.
0: So today, during my research, that was my biggest question forever with tulpas. Is I? I didn't really go into tulpa research. I just like I read basically the general description. And the thought, you know, about behind them. Then, in my own head, I was like, well, I can't. Tulpas aren't real. Because there would be 50,000 Freddy Kruegers. I mean, there would be every famous movie, book, character that ever exists. There would be a bunch of them running around. Mm -hmm. But I got into most of these lists about how to make a tulpa. And that's where it really changes. Okay. Is that you have to have... So, basically, it depends on which list you look to. Most lists are between 5 and 14 steps of how to build a tulpa or how to create a tulpa. 14's a really big number for building a tulpa, and I don't know why. I try to look into it. So if anybody at home knows, 14. Starting, 14. There's 14 steps to build a tulpa is like the most common number. It's a, And even if all the 14 steps are different on everybody's page, it's just weird. Right. I don't know if it's a specific, I just, if it's a coincidence or if it's an actual maybe an old old thing that goes with topas.
1: Yeah, 14 might be like a mystical number.
0: It could be for that, for this idea. Like a ritual number. I can't find that reasoning. As far as I know, it doesn't exist. Does not mean it doesn't exist. Right. Just I could not find it. But basically, steps like one through eight. Like the first step is design, basically. If you're, let's like in computer designing, you design the character's look and you focus super hard on that. And you keep focusing super hard on that. So still, with Freddy Krueger. Let's use him still. You already know what he looks like. You're scared of him. So you're putting all the energy into what he looks like, right? And then, like, it's basic character traits is, like, step two. So basic personality traits. You know that about Freddy Krueger. But then, like, steps three through, like, ten are super intimate things. Like, not, like... Like intimate, as in like thoughts of certain things and like how they behave, how what they pick for breakfast, all this weird stuff. That's why there's not fifty thousand Freddy Kruegers, is because we as a population don't get that far into him. Mm. He's our boogeyman. We just know he's out there to get us, and we need to avoid him at all cost. That's kind of where our thought of Freddy Krueger ends. That we don't think about what he wants out of life. We don't think about his desires. We don't think about his passions and stuff like that. So with making a tulpa, you really build that in with every step. So during these like weeks to months, I believe is what most of them were kind of stating, to produce a Talpa. every different stage. So you build off the previous stage. So I know what this thing looks like. So I want the basic desires and so on and so forth. So it's really like building a you know an engine or something like that where mm-hmm. you start with the big bulky basic stuff and then you work down to the fine-tuning stuff. Makes sense, and that's even before you get to the uh, kind of the end of cre- like making it physical, right? And that's when you start talking to it and you start interacting with it, even though you know it's not really there yet. And then you are the universe, and that's what we'll get into in a second with what is a Toba. Then that's when the universe kind of spits this thing out because you've put all this work in it and how it's going to react to everything, and so you created the mold and either you or the universe fills that mold mm-hmm. and produces this thing. So that's why I found today. We're doing my research of why there's not 50,000 Tulpas, or not 50,000 Freddy, Freddy Krueger's running around.
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm.
0: I do like your idea, Jay.
1: Well, I wonder if, too, if, like, it's kind of a thought. Maybe these people that are, you know, get triggered to be serial killers, I don't know. They're not quite slashers like Freddy Krueger, like where they're literally... Uh, have I don't know Wolverine hooks on their hands, and wearing striped sweaters and hats, you know, with mangled skin it may not be specifically that, but the intentions behind what they're actually doing could be man could be created, I guess. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. So they're created in a sense. Mm-hmm. So like half baked tulpas.
0: kind of yeah. Like if you're going with the Freddy Krueger angle, I'm just using right, him because yeah, right. that's the one that gets brought up on pretty much every article. Yeah. So if you're going if you're going off of him. They're not putting the full. They're not making the full product. No, it's making a cake with half the ingredients. Yeah, basically, it will still kinda look like the cake.
1: It comes through, yeah, but
0: it's not going to be the same thing at the end.
1: Like they're not. Yeah, like the. It's still a cake, but thi- it's
0: not the strawberry cake you were trying to make.
1: No, it's not physically, but the intentions at the end, what it's doing, is still the same.
0: Ah, you said the magic
1: word intention. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: That's the other big thing with making a topa.
1: is intent. Is
0: intent, mm. and. A lot of people make these things for bad things, believe it or not, like I kind of said earlier. And so at the end of this project or this project of you making the tulpa, you can have them be subservient. You can have them be your friend. Most people that say they've created a tulpa, or yes, yeah, so I'm sorry. I just remember all the articles I've read because there's a lot of weird ones. But most people saying they've created the tulpa say that they are kind of this, Robot, you built them to be. An AI, basically. That you built them to be for like three or four months. Hmm. And then they start doing stuff you weren't expecting them to do. And they start, you know, kind of having their own feelings and stuff. And basically, the longer they exist, the more free will or the more personality they gain. Not saying that... Because a lot of people just create a friend. A lot of people that are in very lonely situations, they are very troubled people, they want a friend. I, You know, everybody... Needs friends, companionship. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, there was a time I didn't talk to anybody, and I really didn't have friends. I know that's really hard because you haven't known me for that stage of my life. That's why I surround myself with animals. Mm. Is because literally those were the only things I would talk to. Yeah, and so I can get that side of that. So a lot of people have positive stories with their tulpas, if that is the goal in mind. If you don't want anything out of this thing besides companionship. You know, you can be your, like the talpa can be its own person, its own thing. Most of the time, those stories go great. If you create the talpa with negative or selfish intentions, mm-hmm. so if you're creating this thing to be a slave one way or another, however you want to, you know, it's been to your will, that's when they start, you know, they still do it for that two to three months. They're still going to react. Uh, a lot of people create these slaves to like crave slave ship, I guess. To be, they crave them to be very subs- like subservient. Uh, but that three or four month mark, when they start maybe disobeying a little bit, and then it builds up and it builds up to where it can get to violence. And like our, like I said earlier, with our golem friend, uh, golems will smash his freaking skull in uh, where they get too angsty. So tulpas can get very aggressive. And most time, though, it seems, from my limited research, it's tulpas just leave. Hmm. Is that they go out in the world, and they may become some of these weird cryptids we see, or these weird spiritual beings we see, these weird phantoms, where they're not doing anything good or bad, but they're just existing. Yeah. They were created for a horrible purpose. Any kind of slave ship is a horrible thing. So they were created for this purpose, and after they broke those chains... They just go out in the woods and become the f- Fresno Nightcrawler.
1: Can these things die, then? Yes, tulpas? you can
0: You can shoot them to death, depending on whose research you use. Once they get to that final stage, they're, they're supposed to be physical enough to hurt.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: I think you can shoot a tulpa.
1: Okay. Now we're getting somewhere.
0: But I just said a lot. I know I talk a lot. Mariah, what are your thoughts on that whole process of building a tulpa? I know I've talked for 15 minutes.
2: <laughs> I agree with your whole if you put good into something you're going to get good out it's, and if you get if you try something bad go for a nefarious pur- purpose slavery, murder, etc it's not going to turn out well and you get what's coming to you
0: so there was an old mafia hitman called the Iceman Mm -hmm. and I read one thing today and this is one of Rachel's favorite hitmen as in favorite to research he is kind of credited being a tulpa because he was almost a supernatural serial killer he was a serial killer that was employed by like four or five mob families and I don't know if you guys know a lot about mob how the mob works and stuff like that you cannot be a hitman for four or five families normally you can't be a hitman for more than like one or two, if the families are really close, yeah, they'll share guys and stuff like that. If you know, but most of the time it's no go. You you work with one family.
1: Yeah, so either he was really good. Oh, or he was. First natural. off,
0: he was really good. Second off, they were all scared of him. Yeah, and he was he was a gigantic Polish man or Polish man.
1: Oh, he's the guy that they based the. Uh... Yeah. Was he Polish or Russian? He
0: was. He was Polish, but
1: I think he, um in the. Move Or the comic book Punisher. They send a guy to kill the Punisher. And I think it was based off the Iceman.
0: Oh, it may be. But basically, the Iceman only ever asked one question. And he had a torture warehouse and everything like this. Mm -hmm. And he was best friends with another famous New York serial killer. Hmm. Uh, The ice cream murderer. Hmm. Anyways, but that's a whole... This is not a serial killer episode. But he was famous for having no expressions, no emotions... This gigantic tall man that looked like Lurch from the uh from the monsters or the Adams family.
2: Adams family.
0: Thank you. Uh looked like Lurch. But then he would always ask, How do you want him to die? And there was only really one answer he ever wanted and it was it's up to you. And then they would say this gigantic awful smile would come across his face There was one guy he basically killed with a pair of pliers by just snipping different pieces of flesh off his whole body over days.
1: Good lord.
0: And he enjoyed it.
2: Leave my fingers
0: alone. Oh no, flesh. Fingers, toes, just random pieces of skin on your elbow. No. And he'd go get a sandwich and he'd leave and then he'd come back and start doing it again.
1: Good lord.
0: And literally, there's a, I know, off topic, but that's what I love about these episodes his best friend was like the ice cream serial killer, which was the ice cream van, like serial killer out of New York. And they met each other in a bathroom. And, and it's all kind of secondhand stories from each other. And like people that kind of knew him and stuff like that. But they met each other in a bathroom and they said they locked eyes and they both thought they were there to kill the other one at that point. Cause they were both there on hits. Cause they, he, the ice cream killer worked for, um, as a hitman too uh, every once in a while. Hmm. And they kind of knew about each other and stuff like that. It was really weird. They kind of knew about each other and stuff like that. And he's like, are you here for me? And he's like, no, are you here for me? No. And they're like, all right. And they both walked separate ways. Hmm. And they both had a separate hit in that same, there was a hotel bathroom. They both had a separate hit in that hotel that same night. That's insane. And then like later on, they kept seeing each other and stuff like that. So they bought warehouses next to each other in New York (laughs) And had their separate torture dungeons, and these guys would pretty much anytime they weren't hunting and killing, they were just hanging out, being buddies, in each other's torture dungeons. They had the ones like so, like like the industry way kind of thing. They had warehouses across from each other, and they would have lawn chairs in the alley and sit at one or the other, and it was just real two real monsters. People think Bigfoot, Nessie, and deep sea creatures are monsters. No. Monsters normally have pants.
1: It's <laughs> a good way to put it.
0: But so there's kind of this thought that he was a Tulpa. That because he was so unhuman and the way that he scared like mob bosses and stuff like that. That he had this aura and presence that he had to be supernatural. Some people thought he was the devil, some people thought he was a vampire. Mm. Uh, so that's just kind of one thing that got thrown into him. So,
1: who I just probably thought, is the devil a Tulpa? No. Hmm?
0: but who knows you know it's I don't think so but you know like we're talking about with all this stuff but that's
1: are we tulpas
2: (laughs) do tulpas have sentience yes do
0: I think so at least I think they can if you don't kill them when they're really
1: young are we gods tulpas don't let god I know, don't do that. But just, I'm just throwing that question out there.
0: That's really dating this episode because it probably won't come out for like a month. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So it's a
1: throwback, callback,
0: <laughs> callback. Even though it came th- that episode that we're talking about came out today. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't know. That's the, these are big questions with Talpa. and here's my big complaint with Talpas. Is it a lot of this general stuff is very blanket? E. As in, it's just kind of really general blanket psychic phenomena stuff.
1: Well, I wonder too, like if there's an ancient culture, like I think I read in Tibet and stuff. That's where the tulpa is kind of the name, at least formed.
0: I uh, I had the tag. I think I had. Oh gosh.
1: But I'm just wondering, like if they we'll had talking for a, a lot more information on things like this, and a lot more written uh, scriptures, or at least written descriptions of what this stuff actually was, and have a, and then over the years the waters have been muddied. So much over time, we don't have a full understanding exactly what what this is or what's going on here, but just this general idea, kind of what we're discussing today.
0: A lot of philosophers in the early 19th century thought that talpas tilap- I almost said tilapia because I've said the word tilapia about 800 times today. Talpas are our awakened astral senses, and that's from Tibet. Mm, okay, that that's getting to the poltergeist side of it. Mm. But when I say that, I mean. That it's the phenomena is you, Mm -hmm. but it's the psychic or astral side of you. Yeah, your you know it's your energy. Yeah, your energy leaving your body or extending, not leaving, because you're still connected to this tulpa, but extending out past your physical bounds and manifesting itself as your imaginary friend or as you know anything like that. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Interdesting.
0: I hate this episode so much because it's oh. just. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I really do love it. It just is like you. This, just,
1: you have to have something carved in stone and the touch and feel and see.
0: I'm a. I'm a biologist, Mariah. Yeah. I can get that. Uh, that I do. I can't take this apart. Like I, like we. I love the cryptids. I think I could shoot and kill, not because I ever would, but because that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. That this this thing exists. So, do you have anything to add before I get into more, Mariah? I know I can just kinda of ramble on for about five hours.
2: I don't have anything to add right now. Continue to ramble.
1: Uh, I have a I have a little okay, go ahead. thought that popped in my head. Because I think there's yes, our physical plane of existence where I think you're definitely more comfortable in accepting, you know, and living in. But I think there's also like a spiritual, you know, plane of existence that also goes on all around us. At I am the not same time, doubting
0: that existence and i think at all
1: well i think this could be somewhere where it blends the two mm-hmm. and i think when things like when those two sides get blended it's hard to explain or talk about or discuss or accept as even being true like it's possible and this maybe is just an example of where those two things get blended a little bit and we can't make sense of it in our physical reality so just that thought
0: no well said I think you're probably right. If, if tulpas are real, mm-hmm. I think the statement you just said is correct. Okay. That That's I, a
1: first you ever just said. If if they are real. put Cut that out and put the statement you just made is correct. That's <laughs> never been said on this show before.
2: Maybe once. <laughs> There's an intro idea. Yeah. I just <laughs> sent
0: all the bits over. Oh, I'm going to
1: send one more bit.
0: All right. <laughs> so... If they are real, yes, because I think the end product, most people talk about if your topic gets out of line, how to kill it. And there's a like, a lot of people just say beat it to death. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Billy club it.
0: Because until they are finished, <laughs> they are kind of immortal beings because they're not really real yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But once they're done, it's like a baby seal.
1: Just club it over the head. Just let it Have look at you no with those
0: it. those big eyes. Take the bat over <laughs> your head and just swing down. Yeah, I'm putting that analogy out there because people need to understand that people club baby seals to death all the time and we need to stop that. Yeah,
1: Nanook. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) It's from a a song. (laughs) Okay. It's from a Uh, song, Nanook and clubbing baby seals. What I was
0: getting ready to go into is cryptids. (laughs) Oh, okay. So a lot of people think that a lot of our famous cryptids are tulpas. Yeah. That not that's how they got their start. But that they've been around for such long periods of time. Let's say like Bigfoot with Native Americans a long time ago. There was so some tribes have uh, some shamanistic rituals that they go out and live in the woods by <laughs> themselves for, you know, 5 to 10 years. What if that tribe that doesn't do that witness one of these shaman?
1: Hmm.
0: A wild man of the woods. Hairy, dirty, because the shaman wouldn't bathe. They would, you know, they'd live very, extremely animalistic, primitive, uh, animalistic. Not even primitive. Like steps way below that. Okay. The, like it's it's incredible what they would do, what they'd put their bodies through, and, and it was all to in tune themselves with the natural force and stuff like that. Mm. But they wouldn't like sleep in huts. They would, you know, they wouldn't have fires. They were they'd live five to ten years like that in the wild as an animal. No, not like that. Secretly. You I would not survive. You don't have enough hair.
1: I, wanna, I would like to try it, and <laughs> hopefully I survive. You need more hair. I just went to do it. I just want to in the woods for a you. week.
0: Uh, so what did, that's how Bigfoot got started. But then all these tribes built all these very in-depth backstories for all of their versions of Bigfoot. And, I mean, some of the tribes have incredible lore and legends with their version of Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. So what if that's creating Talpas? and that would explain why there's seven or eight different types of Bigfoot across the U.S. and more of these wild men across the world? That that's why there's so many variances. That why the ones out in the, you know Pacific Northwest have giant cone heads, and the ones in Florida are super aggressive, and yeah. because they all started off a base legend. But they in, instead of like Freddy Krueger, they're only being around for 30 years, and being a very scary thing. That at first being an accidental encounter, like a accidental or a false sighting. And then so they had, they developed so many lore and legends with their culture around it. The story getting retold more depth being added. Mm-hmm. Whether they're accidentally creating these long-term tulpas? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what do you think? What do you think Mariah? Put it in your bowl.
2: I like that idea. Um, My only thought is, if that is true, is all of these podcasts and all this media about things creating more? So maybe the amount of people that are just so intrigued by this, there's going to be a total boom of flaps in 50 years of however many more cryptids.
1: Foreshadowing for the end of the episode. Ooh. Maybe. Ooh. maybe we should all like focus on, you know, oh, we finally caught a Bigfoot and he's our friend. Do
0: you know, if this was real, how many giant salamanders there would be crawling around the US just from me?
1: <laughs> just from you. <laughs> I'm sure there'd be one that'd show up in your garage or something.
0: There would be so many in Ohio. Ooh. They'd well, be like, the hellbender bounced back overnight.
1: Now, let's just maybe maybe these things still have to follow some sort of rules of how they appear or something. But... Yeah, there's
0: always some but hidden cosmic rule to make this stuff work.
1: But let's say
0: I'm starting to get enough alcohol in me, it's the Hodeg episode coming back. <laughs> yeah,
1: but <laughs> we're, didn't we just have like an in depth <laughs> thought and uh conversation about mushrooms? Oh my god, and didn't one just a giant one appear in your backyard out of nowhere all by itself?
0: There is a mushroom in this yard every year, every year since yes,
1: that big one in the backyard. Yes.
2: What
0: kind of mushroom? It was a green-scaled mushroom. Or a devastating angel. Uh, We don't know because we
1: didn't eat it. But it was big, and it just showed up shortly after we started our... uh... It was
0: also August, I think, the first week of August when it showed up, and that was when both those species are supposed to bloom all over... Anyways. (laughs) Tulpa. Tulpas, yes. But, (laughs) no, if... I don't like that for cryptids. I don't think that's correct. I really don't like it. Uh just because I I just don't. I, oh, that's why. I I just mean,
1: because I just don't. I
0: don't like it. I because I don't want it to be a Tulpa. I want it to be I'd rather it be an interdimensional alien than it be a Tulpa.
1: Yeah, but you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you just might find. You get what you need. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh,
0: I love these episodes. No, <laughs> so I, I don't, don't.
1: I don't accept your explanation though for it. I can't. I just from think, a science background okay, mind. I have. Here you go.
0: There is too much. So the one I seen, my, my Bigfoot. I'm going back to Bigfoot for this. Okay, my Bigfoot encounter. All that guy. If you guys haven't uh, at home haven't listened to this yet or haven't heard my Bigfoot story, go back. It's in like six different previous episodes, or uh, go to Eric or somebody else's show where it's a lot better. <laughs> Uh,
1: or read, uh, uh, what's his name's book? Oh, Doug Waller's Doug book. Waller's it's book. Uh, Screams in the Night. Yeah, there's a little excerpt about your story in there. A little yeah, watered-down version, but it's in there. Yeah, he had to shorten it up. Yeah.
0: He shortened it. He didn't water it down. He shortened okay, it up. Okay,
1: shortened it up. Sorry.
0: But no, so the thing I had was behaving extremely animalistic, and not just common Bigfoot knowledge. So the thing I was having was doing biological things mm-hmm. that – Is not being focused on by the general population, so you got to think this has the bigfoot activity we're talking about is it being focused on by the majority of the population having biological stuff happen, Mm -hmm. like it just picking the horse grain out of all the grain it could have picked.
1: Well, but if though, if this thing did start off as a tulpa, but then it gained you know footing here in this realm. And then met up with another one, and then they I reproduce. don't think
0: they can breed.
1: Uh, well, see, I, we don't. Because I
0: think that's a very important thing for some people's
1: ideas. I mean, what if you're locked into this place so long, you develop? Jay
0: didn't catch it, Mariah.
1: What? <laughs> I missed it. Say it again.
0: These things cannot breed. Right. And I know they can't breed. I've read the articles. Mm. I don't know. I think the A cat... lot of people I think the cat I- lady... have wanted them to breed. yeah. Yeah, maybe They've they wanted to produce.
1: Maybe they can't breed with, like, you know, us or you know, things that are of this realm. But maybe fellow tulpas can breed together over time. Maybe they just gain a footing to where it's like, well, if we're gonna stay here, we need offspring, and then then those down the line, down the line, they but develop see, more biological. They're not characteristics.
0: You're putting biological thoughts behind something that's not biological.
1: But it could have not been a beginning, and then over time, but developed. you're talking how
0: it started. Yeah. not being biological, having biological cravings.
1: What if they just budded at first?
0: That's biological.
1: Oh, okay, I guess so. What if they created their own tulpas that could breed biologically?
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
1: Mm, could a topa create a topa?
0: All right, I muted Jay for the episode. Everybody at home,
1: <laughs> there, he's back, and then <laughs> I was gonna get everybody going. at home
0: that know we sit two foot across from each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you talk loud enough, my mic will pick it up. I
1: know. It just would have been funnier.
0: Oh my gosh, just I'm I'm all off the rails for this episode. No, it's just because this is way out of my wheelhouse. So it just is like I could yeah. do the basic preparation. But it was so hard because nobody online agrees. None of the literature <laughs> agrees with each other. So it's hard to get consensus of the rules of these things. Right. Because there's no rules. It's Poltergeists have more rules. I think I could have an easier time beating a poltergeist to death with a baseball bat
1: than I could with these things. I don't know if I agree with that. What happened to the baby seal thing?
0: <laughs> That's how some people say. Some people say you have to like have fire mind bullets at them for years.
1: Like Ooh, a golem. Mind bullets.
0: Those hateful, nasty things. you got to think about them. And it forms like a little rock, and you throw it at it.
1: Oh, okay. Ooh.
0: It's its a lot.
1: Hmm. Mind bullets. I like that idea.
0: Mind bullets. So do you actually think some cryptids are telpas?
1: Well, I i think it could be, yeah. Okay. I, I don't think, just like we talk about UFOs and a small section of them being organic creatures. Mm-hmm. Maybe a small section of cryptids are in fact just tulpas, like the ones with the red eyes, or the ones that, you, like, at, uh, uh, oh, well, I can't say the ranch, but the uh, what's what? You went to basin. You went to basin. They shot it with a gun, and it just went right through it, and it just like looked at you like it was nothing. So see, that's not a tulpa,
0: as far as I understand from mm. my research.
1: Hmm.
0: And I could be wrong. I just couldn't find it. It seems like they feel pain. Like if you create them as a humanoid or a creature thing. They, Tulpas? yeah, okay. they take some of they take some of the physical traits of those creatures, or like limitations. Yeah, so like if you make a human tulpa, it can't lift two hundred tons.
1: What? So if a tulpa dies, does it just disappear?
0: I think so. I think the energy goes back.
1: So what if that's what happens? Why they can't find big. Bigfoot bodies. Sure, like you I shoot mean, one, then you come back. You know, we also
0: can't find grizzly bears, and I'm pretty sure they're not tulpas. But no,
1: I know. But I'm just saying, like, guy hits it with his car or whatever. He shoots one, then he comes back an hour later to go retrieve the body, and it's just disappeared. Yeah,
0: well, that's more the federal government, in my opinion. But probably. But what if some of the small fe- sections? Here is a hot take: the federal government's a tulpa.
1: Hmm. <laughs> Interesting.
0: No more explanation.
1: They'll need one. Because they will come after you.
0: If I could drop this mic, I would. But it's firmly attached to this table.
1: Only I can drop him. <laughs> no, you
0: broke the table. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm off the rails completely. Uh, no, so... I don't know. It's just... I don't like the cryptid angle because I just feel like... Okay, I think it's your... The Cryptid Podcast. Everybody, that's a real big podcast in this field. I know a lot of our listeners listen to them, too. Uh, the main guy talks about... The paranormal white whale is that I think this is one of our paranormal white whales because they talk about talpas every other episode because they always kind of throw it in at the end as a joke Mm -hmm. because it's kind of become this catch-all basket for explaining the paranormal and the cryptozoological. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't like it being pushed towards cryptids Mm -hmm. because I think it's that white whale. It's just a tulpa, so it doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing it can change. And for our more biologically based cryptids, I feel like that's going to lose protection for those species that are probably endangered. So that's really why I don't like the Tulpa aspect getting near some of, our bi- or some of our cryptids because I feel like it waters down what they actually are when we start using that as an explanation for them. I could see that. So that's why I really just don't like, I, I'm very averted to the Tulpa idea. Hmm. And I like the interdimensional creature more because it's still, I think it's a creature with different biological rules but there's still it still has some kind of rules like the mothman we never seen the mothman eat but it seemed to need shelter it seemed to need heat you know so it had it followed a set of biological rules mm-hmm. even though it wasn't our set of biological rules mm-hmm. like it flew without flapping its wings but it still had wings so they did something right but they weren't what we would use wings for on this plane or this in this biosphere so that's really why I don't like I guess that's why I've avoided this subject for so long. So you're just a tulpa hater. I'm not a tulpa hater. I worry for our cryptids that could get swept up if mm. this becomes a stamp. Mm. This could become swamp gas for cryptids.
1: That's a good reference. Sandhill crane.
2: Sandhill yeah. crane. Yeah.
0: And so, but when we start talking, like, some of these cryptids I really do think are just really, really rare animals. They could be. They could be lost. Like we could lose species over this kind of idea of tulpas being cryptids because it gives some cryptids a paranormal or supernatural a- supernatural aspect to where they don't matter.
1: Right, yeah, and we don't want that.
0: Right, so that's why I really don't like tulpas getting near my cryptids.
1: Don't want to get tulpas near my cryptids. There you go, cryptids. is that a
0: good enough, that was a 10-minute segment after something I didn't want to talk about.
1: Not too bad. Yeah, you milked it out of me, there you go. You just like being milked. <laughs>
0: I may have to cut that out. What? The new intro. (laughs) What? No, leave that now. slowly becoming a new Patreon episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That was a good reaction.
0: I just did 10 minutes of heartfelt talk. And And then I derail derail it. it. (laughs) I don't know, Mariah, what do you think about that stuff? After you stop laughing.
2: I can see your side if you want. And... I believe all of us do want cryptids to be protected and not to go away after hopefully the government understands that they are real. Oh, the government knows
0: they're real. It's more of the general pop.
2: The general population knows that they're real. We need to have clear lines on what things are. And that would make them not a tulpa, hopefully.
1: Mm-hmm. does set. that make sense yes yeah that makes sense
0: and everybody at home mariah has a background kind of similar to mine uh very biologically based stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, and that's all i'll give because she doesn't want to be fired because she talks about things that don't exist on a podcast <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: but yeah no so mariah is very very educated uh even though education is not everything it's not you know you don't have to be super educated to Get into this stuff, but I'm just saying she does have a very similar field to, excuse me, what my background was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the loss of species is very important, and I think like a uh, new species discovery is like one of the biggest thing. In the U.S., they get squashed because they, especially, uh, not just developers. I know everybody kind of has this idea of developers are the big bad. But it's the guys that they're putting the money in their hands that are just as big and bad because it's you need both sides of that bridge to have a wetland disappear, right? Yeah, uh, and it's just I just worry with Tulpas being just used to maybe like you're not even, you know, let's say Bigfoot gets proven next year, and we talked about it on that episode on Patreon of like the what if, you know, if Bigfoot gets proven next year. To be real. And let's say he is a Tulpa. Let's, everything's a Tulpa then. All cryptids are real at that point. If Bigfoot's real, if you say you've seen the car, or the Carmel, Ohio monster, which is like a super tall Fresno Nightcrawler, yeah, you did. You did. But it's because somebody created it with their brain. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going out and looking for it. It's not. It doesn't matter. So it'd be a really useful tool to say these really rare animals aren't real and they don't matter even if you find them they aren't they don't real and they don't matter that's scary to me
1: yeah doesn't have like the a, a best outcome at yeah. the end of the day so
0: talpas are not cryptids I'm saying that.
1: Could cre- Is there a talpa we could create that would be of good to humanity
0: I think we need to all fo- so at home everybody please there's about 7,000 of you let's all focus on making Godzilla real why not? Why something awful? No, no. Monster vs. Godzilla is a caretaker of the planet and generally avoids humanity and tries to reengine or recreate lush habitats on planet Earth.
1: Is that why he destroyed Japan?
0: No, Monster vs. Godzilla is what I said.
1: Oh, okay. He destroyed
0: Tokyo because they had uh, King Ghidorah's head underneath it and they were reanimating his body.
1: Oh, duh! You idiot.
2: Get it right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry, I didn't know so that. So we all
0: need to focus because his poop revitalizes whole rainforest and stuff Ooh, like that. Oh, okay. And we used it, I think in the MonsterVerse, they actually use it for most forms of power is what they call titans. They're titan poop. Mm. They use it for nuclear reactor power.
1: Mm, interesting.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: Bioreactor fuel. So
0: everybody, right now, focus. Godzilla, imagine his one his will to protect Earth and serve humanity.
1: And to poop in the rainforest. And to poop in the rainforest. Now,
0: in like a month or so, if Godzilla just comes out of the ocean,
1: or if a giant turd just shows up in the middle of, I'm going to feel pretty <laughs> powerful. Yeah,
0: I bet Hopefully you would. He has cat ears. I hope it lands. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's going to be an anime girl Godzilla running. Our- Ugh. Hopefully, he does go to Japan then. God.
2: Look what you've
0: done, Justin. Isolating our eight Jap- Japanese
1: listeners. As she's pooping on them. Oh, it's she now? <laughs> I don't know. I... Titans don't have gender. Mm, as it's pooping. Do they? Okay. All right.
0: They don't fall to your gender constructs.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: They're asexual. They Are bud.
1: They bud. <laughs> they bud. <laughs> they bud?
0: No. All right, Mariah, you have anything to add before we kind of work up to one of my final topics? i good. So, some creatures or monsters that I really do think Tulpas could be. So, I'm kind of cutting out our long-term cryptids from this. Mm-hmm. Because the, a lot of our cryptids have biological needs and necessities. But some modern-day monsters seem to not have any of that. They seem to be evil incarnate, rage, murder, all these really primitive emotions, fear, that are manifested as a being that seems to have its own will in its own, I would even go as far to say hunting style, when it's not eating anything. So this is when we're taking steps away from, like we were just talking about, biological cryptids, having biological behaviors, needs, and wants. So some of these monsters seem to be really uh, spread around just due to the creation of the internet. And the internet has formed all these creatures. And then here's the thing is, They were created on the internet. We can go back and research and find who made these things. who The artist that drew the first sketch of this. Mm -hmm. But then it's seen out in the real world. And then it's seen again. And then it's seen again and again. Now there's mysterious murders. Now there's uh, children killing each other. Yeah. In sacrifice of this thing. So the one I'm going to pick is Slenderman. Slenderman was first created, and I don't have the whole backstory, but Slenderman is a fictional entity created by Something Awful Online Forums for a 2009 Photoshop Paranormal Image Contest. Was when, So this, uh, this creator made it for an online photo contest in 2009. What grade were you in in 2009,
1: Fresh, Freshman in college.
0: In 2009? Mm-hmm. Right? Quick math.
1: Freshman in high school.
0: Uh, let's see, 2009. I was eighth grade. Eighth grade? Yeah. Dang, Jay, you're old. I know that. <laughs> Sorry, where was I? You made me lose my spot. The Slenderman myths were later expanded by a number of other people who created fan fictions. Authentic depictions of this entity, Slenderman is a tall, thin character. Everybody that's listening to shows probably seen Slenderman. I do know we have some. No, we maybe not. We have some older listeners and stuff like that. So basically, imagine a guy in a really nice black suit that has pale white skin. It's mm-hmm. very, very, very chalky. And he's super tall and long,
1: lanky. Yeah, yeah, very,
0: very lanky. No facial features. Nothing on his head. Uh, no openings, anything
1: like that. Just like a white. And blur. sometimes having tendrils
0: blur. coming out of his back.
1: Yeah, like a like white morph suit. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. So Tendrils coming out of its back.
0: This is an online thing that was from one picture. Mm-hmm. People added to the backstory. People made movies online. People made games. There's hundreds of games about Slenderman. The So if we're looking at how to create a Talpa, what happened first? You had the image. You had the thought of what this thing's supposed to look like. Almost everybody that says how to create a top online agrees that's the first step. Then you had the basic emotions. Most of these games and forms started with it hunting people because it, of certain objects, or it's really basic stuff. And then later, there's whole novels written around his intentions and his past, and even like stuff like what we'd call friends and stuff like that. So, you're getting more and more and more in depth character development. Hmm. And now you have a population that loves this. The the genre is kind of called creepypasta. Anybody at home that doesn't know. So, this is exactly how most people online agree you build a talpa. We did it, but we did it on a whole, well, a whole country scale. Mm -hmm. I mean, you knew about the Slenderman growing up. Right, yeah. Mariah you knew about Slenderman growing up. Growing
1: right? up. I was already grown. Oh yeah.
0: You're still growing up. That's true. Jay is only five two everybody at home.
1: Five two? I get shorter every episode.
0: <laughs> You'll be four eight next week. Yeah. Me and Jay are the exact <laughs> same height. It's just hard to tell because Justin has four foot of hair. That's true. So the Slenderman is a very infamous character, I guess, in the creation. And it got so infamous. That a couple, not just the story I'm about to tell you, but a couple basic cults popped up around Slenderman, and other very almost. I would, he's not a in his metric or in his universe. He's not a demon, but he's very close to what a demon is, and hmm. what we would classify as a classic demon. It just wants destruction, blood, that kind of stuff. He's very evil intentions, but. He actually caused, and I always get this wrong, at least a stabbing. And it may be a murder, maybe not a murder, because some people say that one girl died and other people say she didn't. Okay. So I'm going to go over the basic story of the Slenderman murders. So the events of the tag. The stabbing took place in Davids Park, a wooded area in Waukasha, Wisconsin. This is another reason why you never go to Wisconsin. It's a horrible state. (laughs) During a game of hide and seek on May thirty first, two thousand fourteen, the year and month I graduated, the uh, the basically, I am not going to give these little girls' names. You, if anybody at home wants these girls' names, you can go look them up. That's not for me to do. Uh, So basically, there is two girls, pin or no, yeah, two girls. Pinned down and attacked their friend. Uh, they stabbed her nineteen times in the arms, legs, torso with a five-inch long blade. Two wounds, two wounds, or sorry, two wounds were to major organs. One missed her major artery of her heart by less than a millimeter. Good Lord, God really did not want her heart to get stabbed. And another went through her diaphragm, cutting into her liver and stomach. Uh gosh. I'm trying not to do this with names, so it's kind of hard. But they basically told her to lay down while they were... And then they would find her help. Uh, so they, they stabbed her all this times. the two girls that stabbed her. Told her to lay down, and we're going to go find you help. Yeah. They were not going to find her help. You think? Uh, <laughs> afterwards... They dragged or she dragged herself to a near, So the girl that got stabbed dragged herself to a nearby road, where uh, she was found by a cyclist. The cyclist called 911 after when she saw her. Another five hours later, the other two girls appeared near State Nine or State Route 94 at Sheffield Furniture Store after walking five miles. The knife used for the stabbing was in the bag they carried. Their goal was to meet Slenderman at his mansion called Slender Mansion. In Nicolette National Forest, roughly a hundred mile hike from their location, during the interview, the girls uh, was described as feeling no empathy no empathy for their friend. Uh, they did describe f- feeling guilt for stabbing her, though. Both they but both felt that the attack was needed to appease their basically God at this point, Slenderman. Uh she left the hospital after 7 days after the attack she returned to school in 2000 in that that year so she did survive the attack she got stabbed 19 times including one stab that was 1 millimeter away from her heart everybody go to t- find a tape measure and look how small a millimeter is it's pretty small yeah it's nothing uh the one girl had a severely impacted mental state She was kind of famous for talking, obviously. I mean, she obviously had a severe... I'm talking about it. She had a history, though. Mm, Okay. Uh, She was famous for talking to ghosts, seeing colors melting down the walls. But the thing she's really famous for, and why this is so important for this episode, is creating in-depth imaginary friends.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And when the Slenderman started popping up online... And so, parents at home, I know we have a lot of parents, and I, I'll put a warning on this episode, don't worry. uh, Don't let your kid just watch YouTube randomly. Yeah. Because it gets to these places. I agree. So, that she started getting basically sprung up to the Slender Man character, and she obviously was having severe problems with her mental state as a young, a little girl, I mean a 12-year-old, nothing. And I've worked with, you know, me and Emily, our 4-H advisor, we work with 12-year-olds, I couldn't imagine a 12-year-old having... uh, I don't know if it's schizophrenia or whatever it is, but having this level of mental state plus being a very imaginative kid. Mm -hmm. So they had... And she convinced the other girl. She had such a good imagination of how real the thing she was talking to was that, that this is how I'm putting it. And we'll talk about the other side of it. That she convinced her friend to stab her other friend 19 times. And then walk a hundred miles away to a national forest.
1: I don't think she had that concept of what a hundred miles was.
0: I don't think she, Jay. She stabbed another girl nineteen times. She was going to walk the hundred miles.
1: Yeah, I think if she had known how far that was, she would. Have I don't reconsidered.
0: think. No, I don't. I think you're putting logic to somebody that did not have logic. Clearly, she would have they walked a hundred miles. Yeah. Maybe not her other friend
1: that was convinced to go along with That's it. That's what I'm talking about.
0: I'm talking about the one that with the mental problems. Okay,
1: yeah, no, she was going to do it regardless. She
0: was getting to that national forest.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. I'm saying the other one but probably went I, along. You can
0: watch the interviews with these girls, or you can read the like the, the, the you can read the interviews with them. I don't know if the videos out. The she the one girl felt really bad, obviously, and then the other girl was just it was like uh, it's weird because she's not evil. She's just a little girl. Yeah. And we think these actions of being very, very evil. Right. And she does not feel empathy for what she did. But it just is hard to when you read it, it's like, this is just a kid that had a lot of problems. And I don't know, I don't know any history of the family or anything like that. That's not what we're here for. But this is now, so getting to that national forest, Nicolette National Forest. Since this event has had dozens, if not hundreds, of Slender Man
1: sightings. Hmm. So, the any fa- any Slender Mansion sightings?
0: I don't know about that, but here's the point where I was getting to is that the final step of kind of finishing off a Talpa is giving it a home.
1: Hmm. The Slender
0: Mansion. Well, I think, no, I think the forest is the home. I think this is the final nail in f- flushing out this tulpa if this is a tulpa if this is what we want to call it her actions were done as a basically a blood sacrifice mm. to finish an entity that was already being having so much psychic energy like poured to it mm. so you had this entity and now i i don't we i looked into it a little bit i can't find really any more slenderman because in this time 2014 that slenderman was kind of seen all over the country people are seeing this thing and then it kind of stopped, and then it was all in Wisconsin. Mm. So I think she put a nail down for that. that. That was the final nail in the creation. Slender Man lives in that national
1: forest. Don't go to Wisconsin, ever. Never visit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a horrible Not state. Not even for the cheese. Mm-hmm. Not even.
0: Podcasts, they're mediocre at best.
1: Yeah, their mounds suck.
0: Love you, Nick and Jake. Uh, So is this a tulpa? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, so I I don't have an opinion really I don't but this is one that fits the markers
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but it also has a little girl that has severe psychological damage yeah that create that did a really heinous act that I don't know that she comprehend she didn't comprehend what she was doing I know she didn't Cause she was on a whole different playing field basically so. J first is Slenderman specifically with this case. Is Slenderman a modern version of a tulpa?
1: I want to lean towards yes. I think so, but I'm wondering if Tolpa's now can also be like influenced into existence, like through like some MK Ultra mind control kind of steering people into directions where they do create these things. Maybe the initial contest where they created this was like a psyop. To get an image, to start one, to see, you know, maybe it was all a program to see if it actually worked, like a, a government military program put into function, I guess, through just everyday normal people. Hmm. And then that you get this disturbed person that already had problems that they could probably could target, sending messages to them, because you, like you said, she was already talking to imaginary friends, right?
0: Yeah. Um, she, she was known very well for having extremely fleshed out imaginary friends.
1: What if these people were already... It was actually government communicating with her through, I don't know, whatever mind speak they have tech. Who knows? And they were putting these ideas in her head and to where she was already ready to create this thing. I don't know.
0: Mariah? Hmm.
2: It's hard to come and... Beat that. Um, But I think that Slenderman in this instance is a Tulpa. I don't know if she did research prior, but she followed almost all the steps. Maybe it was just something that was inherent in her brain on how Mm -hmm. to create this. Mm -hmm. And she didn't need a 14-step program. But I think she created one. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the blood sacrifice thing takes it to a whole different level.
2: Bold star for her.
0: it <laughs> yeah. and, and I want to I be very blunt with this at, for everybody at home. We are not belittling the situation. This is a horrible situation for everybody involved. For sure. What uh, happened le- happened. Yeah, and it was horrible, Correct. and I'm very thankful everybody survived.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely.
0: This is exactly what happens when mental illness is unchecked. mm mm-hmm. uh, So... I don't know how everybody's doing now, but I do know the little girl that was the victim went back to school that next year.
1: That's craziest part to me.
0: So, yeah. So we're not belittling any of that. I just want to make that very clear, everybody at home. And I don't think we were. I don't think we came off as of that. But you know, you know how people get. Oh, for sure. We have a lot of listeners, and there's always one squeaky wheel. <laughs> yeah. But if tulpas are real, I think this. Is the best case for one, mm-hmm. as not is in the what happened is the best case scenario. No, as in this is the best example of to one prove. coming to existence. Yeah, and I believe she had been talking to Slender Man for like a couple months, and she had been seeing him and stuff like that. That kind of took over all of her, like all of her imaginary friends kind of became Slender Man. Mm. So that was kind of the weird thing too. Is she had a myriad of imaginary friends before this. And it all became him. Hmm. And it could just be with her mental illness, the preparation. There were some stories, and I, I didn't have this written down because I don't know this to be fact. But some people say that I couldn't find where she said it. So that's why I didn't include it. So this is all hearsay. That they were going to be Slenderman's wives and stuff like that. That was kind of the, the goal. Mm. but you had to prove yourself to Slender Man before you could get to that stage. There was so much incredible backstory for a 12-year-old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It just blows my mind. And But she had documented, and that's the other thing, if she had all of her mental illness documented, and I, bl- I don't know her parents, I don't know the situation, I didn't look into that because I didn't want to, but it, from all the documentation with the like, what they knew about her mental illnesses, So it looked like they were regularly doing stuff to kind of help with it Mm -hmm. because it was all documented. Mm -hmm. So it didn't look like it was that case of just mom and dad not caring. But I don't know. I don't know. So it just is weird to me that it it was this jump, like a really big jump for any kind of like, mental, especially in somebody so young, you know, uh, schizophrenia I do know a little bit about schizophrenia normally appears in like when you like 15 to 21 mm.
1: uh
0: it's the later end of puberty and the later end of development is normally when schizophrenia comes out no i knew somebody very intimately that had schizophrenia didn't know it till like 2 years into knowing him
1: mm.
0: then it explained a lot <laughs> but it just so for somebody that young, I don't know what she had, but if it was schizophrenia, somebody that young having that much, like that far into schizophrenia, that would be very, very rare. Yeah. I mean, insanely rare, but we're talking about an extreme situation. So, I don't know. This is just something that gets thrown around for the topa bucket. Another one is The Rake, because The Rake didn't exist until like 2007. Mm. And then it was seen everywhere, and it's still seen. No, thank you. Yeah, and it's not like normally, it's not normally jolly characters that are these kind of, what we right. would kind of say as modern tulpas.
1: Why can't it be like Yoda or something?
0: Because we're in a culture that doesn't enjoy the good guy as much anymore. As in, as mass. Yeah. You know, nobody's outside. It's and not I as was just on another podcast. Well, we, me and Jay were just on another podcast. I talked about, I believe Santa's real. Yeah, you did. And this is going to come out way after Christmas, but... As in not the guy. I know Mariah's looking at me all goofy. <laughs> Santa is not Explain a, yourself. Yeah, everybody always says this. So, future kid, whenever you listen back to this, Santa is real. He just isn't a guy. He's not a physical thing. Santa is the spirit of giving more than you take and taking care of others when you can. Uh, the one I always use is the the Walmart layaway guy is he goes to like five or six Walmarts every year, spends like five million dollars and pays off everybody's Christmas layaways, like every layaway, so the, like he's like one Walmart had $72,000 in layaway one Walmart had $110,000 in one layaway and he just tells, he tells the managers here's all the money make sure the money goes through now call everybody and tell them to come get their Christmas presents so that is Santa Claus, maybe not that guy, but that is a act. That is the spirit of mm. Christmas. That is the spirit of giving more than you take. You know, that's kind of that. So that's when I say Santa is real. That is what I'm talking about. That that may be a tulpa, but I don't think it is. In you know my personal preference, I guess. But I don't know how I get on the Christmas again. But Santa is real. Of season. Yeah, we're recording this at, like before Christmas. You
1: did just give me a really good idea, though. Why don't we just go around every you know winter season and just put a bunch of stuff on Walmart layaway all around the country, and then just hope one of them gets picked up.
0: And they just never come pick it up if it doesn't.
1: Yeah, but never, yeah, just leave it.
0: Because you got to leave a credit card. Don't you oh, put the name down? Dang it! You got to leave a credit card number.
1: All right, so that's what we talked. Because if you don't I- make your payments, they will <laughs> charge you. Oh shoot! <laughs>
0: no, layaway is a horrible thing. If you can avoid it, avoid it.
1: Never mind. Let's rewind this. L-
0: layaway is very predatory in most systems.
1: Obviously, I've never done it before, so... Yeah. Hm, you end up paying,
0: depending on how long you have it on lay... Well, really off topic, but depending on how long you have it on layaway, they, sometimes you can get like almost charged double. Good Lord. So it's, oh, it's it's extremely predatory on people if you're using layaway, if you have to use layaway. Yeah. It's already a bad situation normally. Yeah, probably. Not all the time, but I'm just saying... It's not the best thing so to use. scratch that idea.
1: Yeah. Not good. So he goes around
0: and he does that every year. And so that's the spirit of Christmas. That is, that's Santa Claus. That's whatever you want to call it. Like my parents are very, I only ever had like one present from Santa. The rest was from them because they wanted to create that idea. You know, we give you guys this stuff, but there's always a special gift that's from Santa. And it normally was the one that had the most thought. Yeah. Even though it wasn't the biggest one, you know. It didn't have to be the biggest one. It was just the one that had the most thought put into it.
1: My mom and dad still will write. Well, oh, it's my mom, mom and dad. I'm
0: 27. You're 38. Two.
1: 32. <laughs> they'll still write.
0: Yeah, My mom and dad still does too.
1: On like the little label for your present for Christmas, they'll still write from Santa.
0: And I think that's true. Because it's the in the spirit mm. of Santa
1: Claus. Hmm. Interesting. So Santa is real. Every time
0: I tell somebody that I believe in Santa, it's always a big... Thing. Oh, and explain
1: yeah where's the, where's the sleigh? Where's the flying reindeer? It doesn't exist well, it Your may putz. have it did
0: exist at one point, it just doesn't exist anymore. oh gotcha, but yeah, so that was a good flavor chaser for you know that was a good opposite of what we were just talking about before that, but what's our overall opinions on talpas? who wants to go first?
1: Let's let Mariah take.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. Let's let you go first. He we, did this to you, not me. We've been jumping first every time. What? It's your turn to get your idea out there before what we the
3: do. What the
2: hell? Overall, I think Tulpa's are real. Uh, they definitely require a lot of thought, be it positive or negative. Um, so if you're going to make one, Highly don't recommend it. I was gonna say, if you
0: do, <laughs> not <don't> make one.
2: <laughs> think positively. Um, yeah, I I think they're real.
0: If you're gonna I make don't a tulpa at, at home, tulpa
2: is now,
0: sorry, I keep interrupting you, you. I keep interrupting you. I was gonna say, if you're gonna make a tulpa at home, go adopt a cat. Just adopt a cat.
2: That's what I did.
0: Yeah, they're fine. If you're lonely, just go adopt a cat. There's the shelters are full of cats, literally. They're breaming with cats. Just go adopt a cat. Don't try to make these things. Sorry, continue, Mariah. I just that was my PSA for the animal shelters of North America. That's where we got our dog. Mm-hmm.
2: You're Bob Barker now, I guess. Spay, and neuter your Spay animals. Spay, neuter to your
0: pets. <laughs> I don't like cats.
2: You don't like cats? I'll
0: tell you the story later, but. Okay. Continue with your thought of tulpas. Sorry. You don't think cryptids are tulpas, but, and then I interrupted you rudely because I'm a bad podcast host.
2: (laughs) How dare you? Uh, Straight up. I don't think cryptids are tulpas because of everything that you've brought forward. And I think we would have a lot more physical evidence if cryptids were tulpas, because the amount of people that are thinking about them.
1: That is true. Yeah. It isn't as. There's a lot of thought, at least in our, obviously, our uh, little circle of people that talk about this stuff all the time, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of thoughts going into these things. You would think there'd now be I've... a lot more.
2: Have now, a... if in thirty days there's a Godzilla with cat ears, we might have to come back. <laughs> oh yeah, for but sure.
0: I'll I'll take back everything I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: we have great power.
0: <laughs> I am the great and powerful mystery. Exactly. I mean, I'm not that. I don't think I'm that great and powerful. But I may be proven wrong here in about thirty days. Has <laughs> Tokyo wiped off the map? <laughs> the... Save the whales. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Two anyway... birds, one stone.
0: I'll go next day. I'll I'll let you end. Okay. I 90% don't think this is real. I hope I didn't get too biased with how I, I, I presented it. I try not to, but I think this is other... How am I going to say this? I think this is other things kind of being mashed into this box.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there
0: is other phenomena, paranormal phenomena, that exist in this world. I just think Tulpa's... Or kind of this modern white whale that we're using to explain some paranormal phenomena. Uh, I'm always, I talk about all the time, demons interpret like, demons taking over, or demons acting like other things to get permission to stay and stuff like that. I can definitely see a demon. If you're trying to create a telepath, I can definitely see a demon like, all right, this is going to be an easy one. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I? All right, good, good. All right, yeah, this is perfect. Like, you just gave me the whole script. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't think it's, I don't think most, I don't think that any high percentage of this is mental illness, but I do think some of it may be where you're really developing things. Uh, but I just don't, I think that there are phenomena that exist in this in this world that are incredible, that are su- fully supernatural, and that may end up being like a topa. But as in the true definition of tulpas, I am ninety percent saying they don't exist and ten percent saying that yeah, there may be a chance if you are highly i think if they do exist, you need to be so extremely trained in them or you know so high wit like a monk you know they they basically spend forty or fifty years homing their just will
1: mm-hmm.
0: if they if anybody could do it on this planet, it's probably them. You know, and we talked about the, you know, some of the Tibetan roots and stuff like that, Tibetan roots. So the Tibetan bugs are famous all across this whole planet for will and stuff like that. I believe it was, was it a, I know it was a monk that in the Chinese protest, he got burnt before he ran over the tank, got ran over by the tank.
1: Uh, actually, that guy didn't get run over by that tank in Tiananmen Square.
0: I'm getting, I know, I'm getting things mixed up. The guy, that monk, that they set on
1: fire, he set himself on fire.
0: He set himself on fire. They mm-hmm. didn't set him on fire.
1: No, he set himself on fire. And he just protest. sat there, mm-hmm, let him burn. So yeah,
0: if anybody can create a friggin' topa, it's that
1: guy. It's the, it's the uh, cover if you, of. Uh, if you that can sit rage there while you're machine. covered
0: in gasoline. Mm-hmm. If you can sit there, yeah, you can make a topa. I'll say that right now. If you that have if you have that much will there's nothing on this planet you can't do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um I believe it's the album cover for Raging Against the Machine album is him that monk or whatever he was, was on fire. And but yeah, he set himself on fire. That's
0: horrible. Mhm. This episode got really dark at the end. A little bit. Uh <laughs> Plus Santa. But <laughs> I do sh- I just I 90% do not think Talpa is real. Ten percent. I'll leave it all. I never will give a hundred percent on anything being real or not real. Mm-hmm. So there's ten percent chance it is real, but I do think you. I don't think me you. I don't think us sitting here can create a telpa. I think our brains are too busy. I don't think. I don't think we could ever create a tulpa unless we really. It, from it, I think it takes so much more skill in homing than anybody at least in normal society has.
1: Can do it because, just off the whim.
0: Yeah, we have too much going on in our heads for sure. The amount of psychic energy this would take would be astronomical, and you would literally have to home everything you have into it. See, but that the ten percent I'm leaving open is for the con, like the the uh, the global subconscious. Mm-hmm. So, is there enough background energy from all of us kind of collectively thinking about something to give it form? But then I think that that kind of goes against the basic rules of a top because. There's going to be so many individualized details, right? That yeah. that thing can't come to be because it's like a big putt. It's it's still in the clay. Yeah, it's, it's still not being, formed. So being molded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where I guess that's where my ten percent of it it's real comes from. Mm-hmm. That there's still I, I can see where this thing can be real. Mm-hmm. I just ninety percent of me says it's not real. It's other phenomena being squished into this box. Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm at, Jay.
1: And that could be. To, like to muddy the waters like the, all the modern descriptions and things you read about them classic J. could just be to create to mash a bunch of things together to confuse you or something like that but i think they are real um maybe not in the exact sense of the definition that we've given or it's given like it's created by these certain amount of steps you have to do the certain things to manifest this being into existence but i think Collective consciousness, like you said, could create, can create things, like it could create a better world if we all were just tuned in to uh, imagining what a better world would actually be for all of us, you know, everyday lives. You know, we're all distracted by cell phones and TV and everything going on in our everyday normal life. You don't sit back and imagine what your world actually could be if you imagined it to be the best it actually could be without, you know, all these distractions, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like what all the other options are out there, but you're kind of drawn into a very specific, you know, way of life or set things, what you're supposed to be doing in life or how life just is. Oh, it's like, things are just the way they are because that's the way they they're supposed to be. Like you have to have a subscription to everything now. Cause that's just the way things are, you know, you have to pay this much for gasoline or you have to stop producing a carbon footprint because that's just the way these things are supposed to be. But if you just sit back and think, oh, this stuff doesn't actually need to exist. We weren't bombarded with it every day all the time. There's a whole lot of other options out there, which, you know, we could create with our minds or could bring into existence, which is maybe another form of a tulpa in a sense.
0: Pause right there before you go on anymore. Yeah. You better mark your calendar because I think you're right. I agree.
1: Okay. That's twice. Yeah. Hmm. So is that, a, is that a form of a tulpa? No. Not, to, not I, to the definition, but in a sense, has the spirit of the tulpa in it. But see,
0: then you're putting physical acts behind your, your mental focus. Yeah. So you can't do any of that change without getting out and doing that change. Well, it's like the but blood you're sacrifice.
1: Still, you're stabbing that girl, nineteen. Now, that's, I that's think, a physical act. Yeah. I, that I, might have brought it into actual existence.
0: That's, that's my 10% I'm left with. Yeah, see? Is it that... That may like she went above and be or above and beyond mm-hmm. anything anybody else as far as I could read has ever done. As far as I know, nobody's I ever hope so. killed their neighbor for a cat girl. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's that. happened. They're very passionate people. That's true. They're very passionate <laughs> people, and I know we have a lot of them that are probably listeners. The we love that, you, but yeah. you're very passionate people. I'm a very passionate person. We just have different passions.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. We all do.
0: Uh, don't kill anybody for a cat girl. It's not worth it. It's not. You have to get a big glitter box. (laughs) But, no, so I think (laughs) that you're, I don't know. See, the the essence, yes. You're talking about really will. That's where it comes down to.
1: Will and intent.
0: Will and intent. But for those kind of changes, you're talking about will and intent and then physical discipline. Mm -hmm. Because you're physically going out and doing that. Right. I think a tulpa is just will and intent. Okay. There's nothing else you have to do. You can sit here and do it right now. If you had the will and intent to do it. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying we don't have the will and intent to do it. Right. Well, we, we, I know we don't have the will and intent to do it right now. I don't think we have the mental focus developed.
1: Well, let's get a focus group together, all of us. We'll gather in a field in the middle of nowhere, my backyard or something. I don't know. We'll imagine. Well, first I'll draw a giant oh. Godzilla cat girl. Um. It's like what's <laughs>
0: his, it's what's as nuts with the, the UFOs?
1: oh 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 Stephen greer Stephen greer yeah the only jacked ufologist we're all getting a i'll say this
0: right now he's the only ufologist i probably couldn't beat in a fight
1: i yeah, i don't think he could every other
0: one of them weighs 92 pounds
1: you just fall on him he you is corner him and then fall on him he
0: has some traps
1: <laughs> he does yeah <laughs> a headlock would not go well for you not from him
0: no I'm not young yeah. anymore. Sorry. We I,
1: all gather in our field and we all just focus our energy.
0: Stephen on. Greer styled the cat Godzilla.
1: And see if she flies down from the cat sky or something. Cat Godzilla. Takes it dump, hopefully, on our garden. Pair,
0: if you listen to our episodes anymore, make us cat girl Godzilla.
1: <laughs> Please. Please. Pooping, on, pooping on my garden, preferably.
0: It'll be Mariah's birthday present. <laughs> Grip it to the yeah. corn cat, cat girl Godzilla shirt. <laughs>
1: I will wear it proudly. <laughs> I would too. Shoot. That would
0: look so confusing.
1: <laughs>
0: like, what the hell is that? I don't know. It's, but yeah, I don't know. This is just, this is a really hard subject for me because I do believe in this this side of stuff, this side of reality. Mm-hmm. I do believe there's a lot more to reality than the base level.
1: Yeah, Uh. than what we're taught in school.
0: Even beyond that. They, I don't want to say it's because it's, it's unprovable. I think the big part, of, the big part of it, is it's unprovable mm-hmm. conventionally. Currently, mm-hmm. you can't teach something that's unprovable, or you shouldn't teach something that's unprovable, because uh, then it's and it's especially this level.
1: Then why are they teaching gravity?
0: We already talked about this. This is an off-air conversation. You're, we they do gravity's <clears throat> real. You're talking about the means behind gravity.
1: Yeah, it's unprovable. That's correct. Yeah, they teach it,
0: but gravity is real.
1: Hmm. Hmm. It's all it's all words and definitions. I hate you, and I can't agree I on any you. of it.
0: I hate you. I hate you.
1: <laughs> it's just inversely proportional to the product of their masses. It makes perfect sense. Shut the hell up. There's no confusion there at all. It's not just words jumbled together to sound smart.
0: All right. Well, that was Jay talking. <laughs> uh, He is currently muted. It's a giant trees episode all over again. And
1: then, oh, and I then, thought I uh, broke the button. Then, uh, I know, thought I these, broke the button. These I... things push together and they form one bigger thing and then, you know, then that collects more things.
0: Uh, what's that game? That's a video game.
1: The Blob? No, I can't think of it.
0: Where you roll around on a ball and make the ball bigger.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. That was a game. I can't remember what it was called either. It's a Japanese word. Yeah, it's from like PS2. Katamundi? Mm. Katamundi? I, don't you know, remember. I,
0: I always thought it sounded like a, like a type of sushi.
1: Hmm, don't know. yamagachi. No, that was the little toy. Tamagotchi's were little Tamagotchi, yeah.
0: I can't think of it. Anyways, that, so I think that's going to do it for tulpas. Now, before we go, and we still have plenty of time, Mariah, but we can't end it, too. Your cat just did something psychotic, and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> did you see that? I missed it. Yeah. yeah. It flew. It looked like it flew out of the room.
2: <laughs> She's got the zoomies right now. It Look, is. I, I've seen that. It time, looked like so it was sta-
0: It looked like it was standing straight up and ran out of the room. <laughs> and it may have been. <laughs> that was kind of weird. I don't know what's going on with animals and why we record episodes recently.
1: I love it. I uh, guess Yeah,
0: that was kind of weird. Look like a dog man running around.
1: So we got the yeah cat running on its feet, and then we had your dog last week. Now Mariah,
0: we're done with tulpas we still got plenty okay. of time. The, hour, the episode's only two hours long currently. Uh, if okay. you'd like to go for a record, you're more than welcome to. It doesn't matter to us. But are there any topics or ideas you wanted to discuss with the Cribbers of the Corn Crew while you're here?
2: Just in general? Just in general. Um... <laughs> The Jeopardy music isn't helping. Yeah, it's more pressure. How about this? Yes.
0: Could you hear that?
1: I don't think she can hear. No. I don't think she can hear our It was the
0: shotgun cocking.
1: Ah. No,
0: I mean, it's just anything anything you want to ask both me and Jay, because I know me and you get to talk all the time, but Jay's schedule doesn't allow that with a lot of the stuff we do with Patreon and stuff. Anything you want to ask Jay?
1: Oh.
2: This is off the air? No, we're still live. Okay. Um, I mean, if you
0: want to ask him something off air, we can ask him something off air. I'm kind of curious for that question. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't think of anything.
0: That's, That's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. What's been so? I'll I'll ask you some questions. What's been your favorite episode so far, either Patreon or main show?
2: I've got a three-way tie.
0: Okay, three ways are good. <laughs> You're not the only one that can make these jokes.
2: <laughs> um, for Patreon, it's the Van Meter visitor. Uh, what? you guys did that so well.
0: I'm glad because I didn't think we did so. But yeah. I never do. You can ask Jay. I'm very negative when the episodes, like, when we after we're done. I'm like, I don't think I did that very well. And then everybody freaking loves it. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's fine. I'm very self, uh, what do you call that? Conscious. Yeah. Or... Self-editing, mm-hmm. really self-conscious. Like, I don't think we did Self-deprecating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There
0: we go. That's so Van silly. Meter Visitor. Awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm a mushroom nerd. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the Fungus Among Us episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Fungus Among Us.
2: And then I really liked the Wendigo episode. I've always been a huge Wendigo nerd. That's the cryptid that got me into cryptids. Mm, Sweet. Like, I have a Wendigo tattoo. I'm that into them.
1: That's awesome. That is cool. Huh.
0: Yeah, and that's that's one that I feel like gets weird passes on from other shows. So I, I, I think... That's one I was really that's one of the ones I was really proud of is the Wendigo episode. And Fungus Among Us too it was Fungus Among Us is a, a passion project. Still growing. But you know, as a one off thing we just did and we're probably never gonna go back to the Wendigo because I I really feel like we did the Wendigo very we did it credit. Uh for everything from the Native American legends and lore to the actual Wendigo psychosis and stuff like that, and some of the more famous modern Wendigos. uh I mean modern is relative term, but you know, modern ish. Uh, So, yeah, oh, that's awesome. The Fungus Among Us is just a passion project of mine.
1: No, definitely. It's an understatement.
0: Talking about Bob. Bob. Bob runs the world. Everybody knows that by now on this show.
1: <laughs> definitely a portion of it.
0: Uh, he runs that f- state from National Forest. He runs the National Forest. Maybe more.
1: He may be in our backyards. Hollow Earth. Could be there.
0: Bob is actually the hollow earth. You heard it here first, folks.
1: It's quite a statement from you. You know
0: what's funny? I was on Instagram. I literally today seen some guy, I have no idea who he was, little tiny podcast, had a reel on Instagram about mushrooms being UFOs. Mm. So I really wonder where he heard that from. Mm. No idea. Yeah. And I know for a fact, I'm not the first one to ever have the idea of organic UFOs, but I know... I, for a fact, I'm the first one to have the idea for mushrooms
1: being UFOs. Well, Joel put out that reel.
0: Yeah, Joel did, it, and Joel has a pretty good following. So
1: I wonder but if he, he nipped it from that. But he gave us credit and stuff sure, like that. For sure,
0: for uh, Joel Tom's killed the Mockingbirds. We love Joel uh, dearly. But yeah, so it could be for anything. But now we're starting to put enough roots out there.
1: Maybe a mushroom UFO will be a tulpa. Oh, gosh, dang it.
0: Well, Mariah... I want to thank you for being a Patreon. I want to thank you for coming on the show Mm -hmm. and having this topic idea because I don't think I would have ever done this without you kind of helping us get to this idea just because I didn't feel like I would have a structure enough to lead the episode because everybody at home knows I lead the episodes and Jay has amazing commentary as we go through. But I just felt like I wouldn't have enough structure to go through this. So I, I really thank you for pushing us to do this. Will you tell everybody at home what it's like to be a Patreon member? Do you enjoy it?
2: Hands down. It is some of the most entertaining episodes that I've ever listened to across all the podcasts that I listen to. They're true off-the-wall hilarity.
0: We have more fun on Patreon. (laughs) Yes.
2: You will get a lot of laughs out of everything.
0: Well, that's a very humbling. Thank you. Yeah,
2: right. thank you very much.
0: And your check's in the mail. Don't worry.
1: Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but,
0: yes, yeah, so thank you for being on. Uh, once again, everybody at home, you go and join Patreon. There's links below. Uh, you don't have to because, obviously, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. That's correct. But yeah, free will. We have... A, you're not a telpa. We have a lot of extra content on there. There's an episode every week's uploaded. Plus, some of the higher tiers get benefits uh, starting after... January 1st of 2023 Mm -hmm. Uh, T-shirts minifigures that kind of stuff we're still working out the details on that as of recording this but this will come out in season 3 so we've already figured it out so I'm proud of you future Justin and Jay you you did it (laughs) Uh, currently I don't know what the hell we're going to do but yeah thank you Mariah it's been a lot of fun and you know how we like to end these episodes with guests So we're count to three, and we'll all scream. If we break a mic, we did a good job. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. My. Thank you for listening to Crypts of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash Crypts of the
1: Corn.com. And don't forget, stay magical.